No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. joining us this evening. We have an amazing show with an amazing guest. Um, Mr. Josh Hatcher will be joining us and we will be discussing men's values on sex because I know as ladies we have our own opinions on that but we want to know from a male's perspective. So you guys are probably wondering what is he said what all about? Well I just said it. We want to know from a male's perspective why do you guys do the things you do? say the things you say, uh, or things that you don't say, like what's going on in that mind? But we want to know directly from you, not our girlfriends, not the hair salon talk or the nail talk, but exactly from guys so that we can actually adjust, make improvements that are necessary in order to build healthier relationships. So if you are interested in asking a question or making a comment, um, whether you agree or disagree with what is said, the phone number is 515-602-9647, and you want to press that number one. That will let me know that you have something to say, and I will bring you up. Now, please make sure when you come up, you're not going to take over the show. That's what we're not going to do. So I'm going to limit your question or response to two minutes, Okay. Please be mindful, this show is about our guest. Our guest has many things that they can be doing, but they choose to actually come on and divulge certain bro codes to us. So we want to give them that opportunity. Now, if you are interested in advertising on the network, all you have to do is send an email to ads at he said what network dot com and we will definitely get you guys hooked up. So without further ado, I present to you our guest for the evening, Josh Hatcher. Welcome, sir. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be yes, here. Yes, yes. So let me ask you this, starting off, when you seen that your topic was men's values on sex, what was the first thing that came to your mind? So the first thing that came to my mind is I know that I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I know that the men that I work with are men who tend to think with old-fashioned values. And I know that in 2021, that's something that not everybody shares. And I, and I want to make that clear that I 
I know that I'm going to have a perspective that might be different than a lot of people. It doesn't mean that I disrespect anybody whose perspective is different. I just might not agree with them, but it doesn't mean that I think that they're any uh, of less value or that they're horrible people. It just means we see things differently. You know what I mean? So, right. so when I when I when I knew that that was the topic, I'm like, okay, we can have this conversation. I hope that when you start talking about sex, people mm-hmm. get like, oh my gosh, he's judging me, or he thinks I'm a no. That's not what we're doing. You know, right. what you do with your body is between you, the other person, or yourself, and, you know, I believe God. You know, if you don't mm-hmm. believe in God, he believes in you, so you can figure that out. It's, that's mm-hmm. not where I'm coming from. But I will talk about it from the perspective of, hey, what if we look at it this way? Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Let's examine it. And let's, you know, I think maybe we lost something. Right. <laughs> you know, when we, we, we we've gained things for sure in casting off some of the old rules and old ways, there may be some things we've gained, but maybe we lost some things too, you know? Right. Yeah. That's very true. I, I very well said, I appreciate you even bringing that up um, because yeah, the old values, the new values, sometimes we don't see eye to eye and that's okay. You know, people do need to understand that it's okay for other people to not share the same common thoughts as you or the same values as you, and we can have these type of conversations. So why do you think people get so uncomfortable when sex is the topic? Well, one, nobody wants to be told what they can do and what they can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so if, if you come, you know, in my house and tell me, well, you shouldn't do that or you can't have that or what, I mean, I can see why that would make people uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. I also know that I don't ever think that that's the point, you know? I, I mean, I, I think that sex is, is a good thing. I think it has value. I, you know, right. when, unfortunately, you know, words are words, and people always use words, and then they change the meaning of the words, and they kind of weaponize them against everybody. You know, that happens a lot today, and it happens on not just in sexuality. I mean, we talk about that across the board, where words get turned into weapons and used against yeah. everybody. So you hear a word like sex positive. Well, you know, I can tell you right now that, you know, my great-grandmother was very sex positive between her and her husband and nobody else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I I share those values, you know. Uh, That's what I think, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm sex negative. It just means that I have maybe a little bit more traditional view of how it's supposed to be used, you know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I think that people don't, nobody wants to feel judged, you know. Right. And and so just because I say that this is the way that I value it or the way I see it, you know, we can even talk about why I see it that way. And you can look at it and you can say, oh, you know what? Maybe there's something there that I missed. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Let's talk about that. Or you might say he's just full of it. He's just a, a, a stick in the mud and he doesn't have any fun. You can say mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, you know? Right. I mean, that's what this is, you know? So, yeah. I think that that's important, too, is self-confidence. Like, if you like what you like, stick to it. Don't let someone else alter what you, what makes you happy, what you enjoy, because then that's when you're changing yourself. And who's to say that you're going to actually enjoy it? If you like whatever, then that's just what it is, because you may not be meant for everybody. Nobody's meant for everybody, okay? 
nobody, it just doesn't work that way. We're all different puzzle pieces. So the best thing is to have these type of conversations so that you can not only identify your puzzle piece, but find out what works for you and who works for you. So I definitely, I love that term sex positive. I have not heard that before, Um, but I'm I'm definitely going to start using that. Now, yeah. how? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I've heard it heard it used against me. I've been called sex negative really? because I, I, I because I define things where I would I, I don't like the you know I, I think that maybe we should be a little. Let me say that clearly. I think that it is advantageous. I think it's good to use sex according to its design. Why was mm-hmm. it made? What's its purpose? You know, mm-hmm. and and if we do that, then I'm positive about it. And if, right. if we don't do that, well, I'm not as positive about that, you know, <laughs> right. but the term is typically used to describe, you know, if you're sex positive, then you're just pro-sex in whatever way or form or fashion. But let's be okay. real. There are ways and forms of fashion of sex that are destructive to people, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, there are, there are ways where it's not healthy. There right. are ways that they're not good. We may right. disagree on what some of those ways are, but there are, it's just the truth. You know I mean? Rape is horrible and it's evil and it should never be done, right? Right. So yeah. if I were to say that I'm sex positive, it doesn't mean I'm rape positive. Right, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, we've all got lines that we draw on what's right and what's wrong. You know, I think that maybe – I'm not saying we all are going to agree on the same standard, but maybe there are some standards that we should think about at least. Right. At least be able to have that discussion, you know? Right. So how might someone who, let's say, is addicted to sex, how might their values be viewed by someone who, let's say, isn't really into it like that? They're more of a, a sapiosexual where their communication, their conversations, that's what gets them stimulated. How might they look at someone else opposite of them differently? Um, I'm not really uh... – an expert on all that, I think everybody is, I think everybody to a certain degree may be addicted to <laughs> to, to something. Um, right. You know, uh, you know, I, I, so everybody is going, so let, let's just look at uh, a typical relationship between a husband and a wife, you know, mm-hmm. a, a man and a woman typically. Now this is overgeneralized, I know, but mm-hmm. I think it's, common enough that it's okay to talk about and share. You know, most men are, uh, it doesn't take much to turn them on and get them started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Most women are, and uh, in, in that getting the men started is, is usually pretty physical or visual. It doesn't take mm-hmm. a whole lot of, most of the time, right? Right. Like I said, generalization, but most of the time. And most of the time with women, they need an emotional connection. Right. In order to kind of get the, the the engine going, you know, we think about like a, you know, a, a crock pot versus a microwave. I'm sure people have heard that analogy before. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a man is a microwave and it cooks quick, you know, mm-hmm. and a woman is a crock pot and it takes her longer to get heated up, you know. Right. And like I said, generalization, sure, but it's common enough that I think most people would share that. So, you know. You mentioned like someone who who maybe they're turned on with intellectual conversation. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. that's that's fine. I think the key is understanding and knowing your partner and caring about your partner. Seeing that that's where where again maybe my old fashioned values come in, and I look at 
sexuality is something that is designed to be life. You know, right. it's designed to be a uh, a long-term permanent commitment. I think that that's part of it. You know, it's not just a bodily function. You know, I mean, going to the bathroom is a bodily function. Blowing <laughs> your nose is a bodily function. You know, mm-hmm. sex, yes, it involves your body, but I think it's a spiritual function. Right. And so I think within that context, if you think of it that way, when you p- paint that picture of, uh, sex within a long-term permanent relationship, what happens is you start to actually really know the other person, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what they care about and you know what they like and you know what they want. And you don't even have to communicate about it as much because you know them. And then you know them on a whole other level when you when it becomes a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with my wife, I, we, we've said this before, and I, I don't want to talk a whole lot about her and put her, you know, kind of in an awkward position, but I'll, I would right. say, you know, I mean, we've been married, we've been married since we were young, you know, we've been married for I think, 23 years in July, on July 4th, and it just keeps getting better, you know? Okay. Like, the more that, the, the, it's not like it gets worse, you know? We, we, uh, the more time that we spend together, the more that we do it, the better it gets. You know, like it, it's richer, it's more powerful, it's more meaningful. Whereas if it's just a bodily function, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just for yeah. uh, personal release, you know, it's just, what is that? How does that right. get any better, you know? That's right. my take on it, at least. That's really cool. I like how you put that because a lot of the times, um, I hear so much of men being afraid to get married because they feel like once they get married, the intimacy is going to slow down um, or they're going to lose the fire. But in reality, if anything, from listening to you, it, it should grow because it's not just sex. You're actually, you're building more with this person. So you should be learning more about them. Um, and I feel like you should also be, willing to open up even more, you know, make yourself more vulnerable with one another. I think that's what a lot of people fear when it comes to that type of commitment. Well, it, it's, it is a, that commitment is something, mm-hmm. you know, marriage isn't easy. It do something. It's hard. There are hard battles you have to fight. And I've heard people say, well, if it's hard, why, you know, it shouldn't be hard. You should just love that. Listen, Hollywood has lied to you and has sold you this bill of goods that says that it, that romance is always sweet and kind and pretty and butterflies and it's a feeling. Right. Now, love is work sometimes. Love is hard and love is putting up with them when they do something you don't like. Love is forgiving them when they hurt you. Love is um, it's something that you have to invest in and it takes time yeah. to grow and it gets better and bolder. And there, it is not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier if we, and, and that's really what we, what we've got here is it's a lot easier mm-hmm. if I view sex as a bodily function, as a simple, Hey, let's have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just meet my needs. And mm-hmm. you know, you meet your needs and that's what we do. And that's right. just mutual masturbation is what that is. That's right. all, that's all it is. That's, That's a good way to put than, it. It's different than making love, mm-hmm. you know. And and that honestly, that is my that's the word that I prefer to use for sex is making love. 
Yeah. Because that is really what it should be. That is how it is good. That's right. how it gets better because that's what you're making, what right. you're building, what you're doing. And, you know, and it's, it's really the glue, you know. If there's, and, you know, you talked about uh, men who are afraid of, mm-hmm. you know, it's slowing down. Look, it does slow down. As you get older, it's going to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it goes. Right. Now, it may be less frequent, but it's more meaningful and it's better and it's more mm-hmm. powerful. And, you know, I, I you know, in a man's drive is going to go up and down and a woman's drive is going to go up and down at different points in your life. You know, you've got little kids running around. Guess what? Neither of you are having much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, now our kids are pretty much grown. We've got a 16-year-old and she's working a lot. So, you know, the other three are gone. And uh, so, you know what? It's starting to pick back up again, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's those priorities. You got to take care of the family first before you have fun. So um, that is so, that is so funny that you say that because I know a couple of married couples and they're like, listen, when the kids are around, we can't do nothing. So when they have date night, oh, they get a hotel or they get a babysitter and the kids are out of the house and it just goes down. Um, so I think you just have to find <laughs> ways to keep it spicy, role play, you know, go to a club and, and drive separate cars and act like you don't know each other in the club. You know, <laughs> little things like that, I think, you know, helps spice it up. Hey, I guess, I guess if that works, you know, I have to laugh just because, like, for, you know, I don't know, I'm pretty, pretty vanilla, you know. I, I, I don't think of it necessarily. I'm not pointing down on that, you know, but, you know, we've been able to make it work without necessarily all that. But if yeah, I know, yeah. I, one thing I actually say a lot, uh, you know, with what I do at manlyhood.com, which is kind of my my uh, program that I'm building and, and trying to help men be better men, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things I, I say and have said there is, uh, you know, if you want to spice up your marriage, the best way you can do that is to be a better man, mm. to grow, to learn, to mature, because when you do that, wow, all of a sudden she has a brand new husband. That's going to spice things up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, wow. and I, the same thing is true on the flip side. You know, if you level up as a person, become a better person, invest in yourself, take care of yourself. And I don't mean physically, although I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you do that, and guess what? You've spiced up your marriage because now she has a better mate. She has a better partner. He has a better mate, a better partner. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now, it, I, I'm not pointing the finger and saying, you know, if you want to do something like that, hey, you know, driving separate cars when you go to the club. And <laughs> I imagine that might be kind of fun, too. I, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever needed it to spice things up, but, yeah. you know, it might help to, to think outside the box a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Go. I love I love going to a hotel. We've gone away and had some getaways like that. And, um, you know, when we had kids, we didn't have a whole lot of money, so we had to get creative, so we might go camping. You know, we had a yeah. conversion van. The back seat pulled mm-hmm. down into a bed. You know, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. If, if my kids are listening to this, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, no, oh. I don't want to know that. Okay, listen, right. you know. They're like, I sat back there. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing. So let me ask you this. When it, comes to, um, when it comes to sex, why do you think some women feel that's all that a man wants from her at the very beginning and getting to know her? Because that's that is what some men want. 
That is all some men want. And I'll be honest with you. If that is, if, if they, you got a man and that's all he wants, you probably need a better man. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're looking, you know, this is something I think happens a lot where it's very common. You know, I know you're asking for a man's perspective on, on this, and, and if I give you that perspective that most men have, and maybe not even most men, but a lot of men have, you know, it's I'm going to get mine. And maybe they'll maybe they'll put in a little bit of work to please her, but it's not necessarily really truly about making love. It's just about having sex, you know? Right. And, it, you know, if if you want it to be great, it's not about me. If I want to have, if I want to make real love, it's not about me getting mine. Mm-hmm. It's about me taking care of her. It's about right. her taking care of me. You know what I mean? It's that's the perspective. Is it can't be a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. If it's a selfish thing, it's like I said earlier, mutual masturbation. That's not the same mm-hmm. as making love. You know, it, right. it, it, I don't want to do it selfish. Right. Now, you ask that question, why do some men want, only want that? Because they don't know, because nobody taught them. Mm-hmm. Because dads were afraid to talk to their sons about sex and teach them what they needed to know about taking care of a woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's really how this works, you know. Uh, that's a dad's job is teaching his kids when they're old enough and responsible enough. Honestly, you know, right before I got married is when my dad really had a good talk with me. I think when I was – I was about 10, and we raised rabbits. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went outside, and I said, Dad, look at those rabbits. They're wrestling. And <laughs> I didn't know, you know. And he brings me inside. He says, son, actually, first thing, he says, go to your room. I'm like, what am I going to my room for? He comes up and he says, people do it. Rabbits do it. You understand? Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I heard enough from the school bus to know what he was talking about. I didn't realize that the rabbits were until that moment. I just thought they were wrestling, you know, and, um, but as I got older, we had a lot more conversations when I handled them a little better, you know, you know, before I got married, he told me, you know, he said, I'm going to tell you what my dad told me. He said, son, if you don't take the time to please your wife, there's a line of men waiting down the street to please her. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, and, and, you know, and and he made a he he said you know even just about the relationship itself he said, you know, you want to be right or do you want to be married? Mm. That's one that I say all the time in my head, you know, because usually I'm right. I'll be honest, I am just what goes. <laughs> but I have to sometimes just lay that down. I don't do it well all the time, but I have yeah. to lay that down and say I have to be married and then win this argument. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and that that matters, you know. So my yeah. dad taught me what what I needed to know, and then the rest I figured it out. You know, we figured it out as we got it going, and you know, we haven't always always got the relationship part of this perfect. I made some stupid decisions and done some stupid things that that hurt her, you know, that mm-hmm. that um, put distance between us and created lack of trust, you know, and um. Now, most people, you know, if we get into that, you know, people are like, well, that's no big deal. Well, it was to us, you know. Right. And, you know, um, I I don't think that 
I don't think that those were things that were right. And the mm-hmm. evidence of that is that it hurt us, you know? Right. And so we've healed from that. We move forward, but I don't even mm-hmm. remember where we started with that question. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, though? I, 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 I love your answer, and I also love the fact that your father asked, do you want to be right or be married? Like, because a lot of, you have a lot of people who go into relationships with their egos and, you know, it may make it to marriage, but it's like, instead of trying to understand why your partner may feel the way that they feel or think the way that they think, it's like in their mind, they're automatically just preparing for the argument. Like, this is what I'm going to say because I know I was right. And sometimes you do have to just take a step back, and it's okay to not be right. It's okay to apologize because someone has to be the bigger person. Both people can't be right. Like, someone has to just wave the white flag and call it quits if you want to sustain a relationship, a healthy relationship. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, you are being, um, what is it, what's the word, not submissive, but passive. You're being very passive with everything, Um, but it's okay for a a here or there for you to say, okay, you know what, you're right. Even if they weren't right, it's okay, because at the end of the night, you're trying to get some booty or not, like point blank period. (laughs) Are you trying to get laid or not? Because when we're upset, you're not getting any. Like, that's like the golden ticket for us. And that's not right, but that's what happens. So, I mean. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's, it, it definitely is. You know, if you, if your relationship is, is built on, you know, if, if you've always got to have your way, if you've always mm-hmm. got to win, you know, then, then the making love part of your relationship isn't going to work, you know? And yeah. I mean, and listen, when you, when you take the time to actually do the emotional work that has to happen in that relationship, then the physical part means more. Yeah. You know, it, it bonds you together. I, I always like to say that it's the glue that holds you together, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, when there's a time when there's a dry spell, because there will be, no matter who you are, there will be. It just happens sometimes, <laughs> you right. know? And, yeah. and, I don't know if you've ever noticed, I know that I've noticed that in those times, the smallest things can get in the way mm-hmm. and make you irritated with each other and you get fighting and you get upset with each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that means, <laughs> well, that uh, let's go back. Let's talk, let's talk about family here. You know, my, I, my dad and mom tell me this story and they're sitting around the table playing cards with my grandmother and my great-grandmother, and my great-grandfather, and, you know, the whole family sitting there. And uh, my great-grandmother was mad at my great-grandfather about something. He was fucking mm-hmm. He He, in his mind, put it away, you know. He's like, okay, I'm done. Do I want to be right or do I want to be married, you know. And he walks over to her, you know, and he kind of starts squirting with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she says, now look. You think we can just go have sex and make this all better and make it all go away and then all we forget all about it, you know, in front of everybody. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody is horrified because these are 80-year-old people. You know, yeah. and they're like, wait, you still do that? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but honestly, how beautiful is that? Yeah. You know, that, that 
you can be older than dirt and you still have something, you know? Not it might take you a little dirt. longer. It might be a little more difficult to make happen, but you can still do it. Yeah. Listen, anything is possible. Speaking of older than dirt, I discovered a strip club here in Atlanta called Claremont Lounge where the dancers are 70- and 80-year-old women. So, um, yes. Wow. Older than dirt. Yeah, they're still yeah, out there. That is, <laughs> that's definitely kind of scary, to be honest with you. I, I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. Right. Thanks. I won't sleep tonight. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, anything, anything to help, you know, just, just keep it going for you guys. So just... Hey, imagine. No, I think that's about it. I think, yeah, it's been great now and you had a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Clears it about up for me. So <laughs> what, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick song break. Um, the song that we're going to play is called Seeds, and that's by Liz Roscoe. Uh, she was our guest last Monday on Studio Vibe. So we're going to play Seeds. You guys, if you want to ask questions, call in the number 515-602-9647. You're going to press the number one, and we'll go ahead and bring you up. Tonight's guest is Josh Hatcher, and we're discussing men's values on sex. So stay tuned. We will return. We'll be right back, guys.
And that's something that I think, the, you know, we live in America where we have the Lone Ranger and we have, uh, you know, the Marlboro Man or whatever examples mm-hmm. we want to pick out that show us this, this lone wolf mentality where you don't need anybody. Right. That's not good. That's not good yeah. at all. You know, and so, or we have the opposite end where men will gather together in uh, groups where they just egg each other on with continued bad behavior. You know, like, right. you know, I think of like the gang, the gang violence cycles that happen, you know, and these guys mm-hmm. are stuck into situations where, or, or even just, you know, frat boys, <laughs> you know, yeah. making yeah. really bad decisions because there's, there's no, I, I get and understand that our culture isn't necessarily guided by the same ethics and values and morals that it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think we should return to some of those, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. They're still right and wrong. And they're still, I want to be a better man. So I'm going to surround myself with better men. You know, right. you, they say you're going to be the, the sum total of the top five people you spend the most time with, mm. you know, and I don't, whether you're a man or a woman or whoever you are, who do you spend time with? The five people you spend the most time with have a, a tremendous impact on your character. So if you want to be a better man and you want to be a better husband and you want to know how to treat a lady the right way, let's say you, have, you want to make this relationship be a long-term, lifelong relationship and you don't, you don't know how to do that, you go and you get around people who are going to teach you the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you find you find examples that you want to be like, right. you know, and then those are the people you spend time with. And the people that right. aren't who you want to be like, you stop spending as much time with them, you know. Right. That makes sense. I, and that's, I guess that's kind of a long answer to your short question. But. <laughs> no, that's fine because it makes sense. That's just like how when single men huddle together with other single men, they have that friendship, they have that, that, that lifestyle in common. But once they get married, it's like their whole mindset changes, and now they want to actually intertwine with other married men, men who can relate to what it is that they're going through. And their partners are going to look at it the same way. Like if you're you're married, I'm pretty sure after a while of seeing how your single friends act, your partner may not be so fond of you hanging with a bunch of single guys because single guys are looking for dates or looking for women to hook up with, whereas you're married, you know, how does that, how does that really play a role? That's, that's what goes on in my head. Um, so I, I agree with you and I'm glad that you provided that answer. And listen, it wasn't a lengthy answer. It was just right. So, um, honestly, it's something I see a lot where there's a lot of, a lot of ladies, a lot of wives, young wives, especially who do not allow their men to go hang out with other men. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of tighten those reins up because of those reasons. That actually makes a lot yeah. of sense why they tighten those reins. But unfortunately, you know, honestly, masculinity comes from masculinity. You yeah. know, it, you, you, a woman can't give it to you. A man has right. to give it to you, you know, and it builds. Honestly, and I've read studies, too, where they show that, you know, testosterone is increased. Mm. When you spend time with other guys, your body makes more of it when you're doing guy things, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you sit around the house and, and and only hang out with your lady, you know, you have less testosterone, which right. 
I, I think that matters. You know, yeah. that's a, a hormone that tells you that helps you be a man. Now, yeah. if it's out of whack and if it's combined with bad values, it might also, you know, boost you know bad behavior. But when it's channeled the right way, it's a good mm-hmm. thing. So, ladies, don't be afraid to let your guy hang out with guys. Yeah. You know, that's important for him. Just, you know, at the same time, men, look at who you're hanging out with and who, who you're spending time with. Honestly, this is right. true for anybody. The people that you spend time with are going to have a huge impact on your character and who yeah. you become. Definitely. you got to trust each other. Like, you have to trust that, okay, the person that I'm married to respects me, and they, they're not going to do anything that could jeopardize our our relationship, our bond, you know, so allowing, you know, and it just sounds even weird just to say to allow because we're talking about another human being. Like we have no control right. over this person. So to allow them to go out and be with their friends, like I know for me, if I had a man, I'm going to encourage him to go hang out with your friends. Like because the last thing that I want is for him to be uh, stuck in a house or stuck in a life where he feels like, he doesn't know who he is. He's going through midlife crisis. Um, he has nobody that can relate to him. He has uh, no hobbies that he's interested in doing because he's all the way, always around me. Because I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. So I would need you have to do just described. Things. You just described almost every man in this country. <laughs> oh, my God. That is literally what we're facing right now because, oh. uh, because, because we have, for whatever reason, men will resign themselves and yeah. they just give up Yeah, and, and that's not healthy and it's not good. You know, no. at the same time, you know, it, it, they don't know who they are. They're having their midlife crisis and mm-hmm. you know what, you're going to be more prone to make stupid decisions in that space yeah. too. And, but honestly, if we flip it, right. You know I mean? I don't like to tell women what to do because they don't like it, but no. at the same time, women also, you need to spend some time with, good people, some good women, you know, and not just people your own age. Oh, my goodness, this one always gets me. If you want, hang out with some old people. You're going to learn something, you know. If all of your friends are your age, you're going to miss out on wisdom. You don't, Mm -hmm. you you can't learn, you can't always learn from somebody who hasn't been through something, you know. Right. Spend some time with an old guy. If he likes to, you know, find the old guy down the block and take him bowling. You know, let him teach you a thing or two, you know? Right. Okay. Well, we actually do have a caller. Um, Caller, you are live. What is your name, and do you have a question or comment? Yeah, probably both. Uh, My name's Joe. I took a look at the the title of the show, and it says, he said, what, with an exclamation point. So I was wondering if that was, uh, if the topic was going to be about women contesting the way men act toward them um, in certain ways. So that's why I'm here. Oh, no, actually, Joe, so that is the name of the show, but it's actually geared to us women listening to why men do say, think the way that they do so that we can learn to have a healthier relationship instead of assuming that we know. So tonight's topic is men's values on sex. Ah, so are you the host or hostess, or is he I, the host? I am. Or are you, sharing? you are, yes. and you want to listen to other men's perspectives. 
Yes, well, I'll exactly. be damned. Now, that is, now that's, <laughs> that's a rarity. <laughs> Isn't it, though? <laughs> Holy jeez, it's, it's nice to hear that. I'm, I, you know, I almost had to clean out my ears. Wait a minute. Uh, a woman wants to hear what a man has to say. Yes. Wait, whoa, hold, hold on there. Okay. Yes. So, hey, um, hey Joe, catch this. That... Catch this. Yeah. And anything that my male guests say, I don't say if it's right or wrong because that's their opinion. That's their perspective. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to. Hey, where, where, are you married? I am not. No. You're not. Oh, well, poor you, because I just might. Uh, never mind. I'm only. Here's the thing. It's, it's very good. Um, and, I, and I presume that the, uh, the guy that's on the line is going to agree with me. It's very good when women do actually take the time out to actually want to listen to what a man has to say so that they can balance what their female perspective is versus the male perspective and then use logic to come down to what might be the most uh, accurate conclusion. So what particular issue do you want me to discuss with you? Well, tonight's topic is men's values on sex, and Josh Hatcher is our guest this evening. So um, right now we were actually talking about um, just the, the relationships and the communication between one another, the importance of there not being judgment when it comes to sex, because that's what mm-hmm. creates discomfort with women more so. Um, so did you uh-huh. have any input like, for example, um, one of the questions that I asked um, our guest tonight was, when it comes to sex, why do why does he think some women feel that's typically all that men want from them at the beginning? Did Josh answer that? Uh, Josh, did you answer that already? <laughs> yeah, Joe, I did. I'll tell you what my answer is, is that is what some – some men want is that all men want is sex. Now there are other men who want more. They want a relationship and and a good relationship I think makes for better sex. So that was kind of my perspective. What what do you think? Well, I'm a hundred percent with you. And I'd like to add on, if you're a kid, like uh, um, uh, a guy that's in his, in his teens, he mainly is looking for for sex because he really doesn't know any better because mm-hmm. he's only 18, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. And we like to, you know, uh, chalk up the notches on our belt. But once mm-hmm. you get beyond 25 and 30, and definitely beyond 40, because I've been talking to men and women about relationships for years, and the 40-year-old men that I've talked to, their perspectives change. They don't, they care about sex. I'm over 40. I care about sex. But mm-hmm. it's more important to have a woman who is, and I don't want to use the word partner because that can be misconstrued, mm-hmm. but you want to have somebody who is a life mate who, because of her, her inner self, she appreciates the man for being a man. She respects the man for being a man. And as a result, will show him that, and the man will reciprocate, and they should theoretically go off into the sunset together. I mean, even mm-hmm. if they're married for 10 years. Because what men are looking for are relationships in which we can let our hair down, we can be vulnerable, and we still will have our woman there to say, you know what, I'm with you, babe. I love you despite that. I mean, unless you're really a you know, mass murderer. But I love you um, anyway. Um, 
you know. And and I and I think the women will want the same uh, out of their men. Yeah. I think men though are more afraid of exposing themselves because women have higher irrational expectations of men. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. their men to be heroes. Ever since they've been reading the uh, uh, romance novel and watching mm-hmm. Disney, we all we really want is if you're relatively attractive, relatively intelligent, and can you support me in what I do as long as what I'm doing is not off the rails, as long as it's not irrational. Josh and what's your name? Bree. Bree. Josh yes. and Bree, do you agree with me to any degree or do you disagree? No, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. If women allow a man to show who he is in his raw form, be vulnerable and not hold it over his head, nor hold anything that he says or does in that vulnerability over him, then guess what? You're going to get a better man. You're going to get a man who wants to communicate to you even more. You won't have to ask some questions. He's just going to talk. And when he's talking, we just need to be quiet and listen and allow him to talk. So I agree with you a thousand percent. I, I do. Yeah, well, honestly, vulnerability Vulnerability is something that men don't understand well. And it takes time for us to trust because we have been burned. All of us have. I think every boy from the time he's little to, you know, if you show what you're really feeling, it will paint a picture that you are weak. And that is a dangerous position for a man to be in. So the, I am honestly only vulnerable with a very small number of people where I'm actually going to show you everything how I feel and what the honest truth is about me. Only with people that I really trust. And I want to be that more than anything with my wife. And even with my wife, who I've been married to for 23 years, sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's hard. And, and I'm a, the more that we, I'm going to agree with the more you. we grow, the better it gets, you know? Yeah. Mhm. I'm going to agree with you 98%, but you did say at the beginning that men have problems with vulnerability. Mm, I don't know how you exactly you mean that, but I think it's more women who have problems with vulnerability because I think more men would certainly appreciate it if they were allowed to show their vulnerability. And I want to say that it doesn't mean that you're a mama's boy if you cry because your dog died. You're not a mama's boy because you love your mom or you love your aunt or you love your, uh, your nieces. You're not a mama's boy simply because you need help. So I think those kind of accusations, which kind of get uh, thrown at men, should be thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, when, I, when I say that, when I say that, I definitely don't mean that in that it's bad for men to be vulnerable. I just mean that it's rare for men to be vulnerable. It's hard for us. Yeah, and, I agree. And we are yeah, guarded with agree. where we are because we've been burned. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then when women, what you know, if you ever, sometimes you can take a look on videos on YouTube, and there'll be women who will be crying over um, going to a concert and seeing their favorite uh, rock star perform, uh, and the, the rock star is saying a song that reminds them of something which was in their past, and they cry, and the man hugs them. Um, if a, if a man did that too often, women would think, ah, eh, nah, he's not a man. I don't like it when women say, you're, you have to be a real man. I think as long as you're born a man, 
and you are a strong moral individual, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very well said, Joe. Joe, I appreciate Look, I'm going to give you a round of applause because you called in. You didn't even know what the show was about, and you got right on point, right on topic with the both of us. I really appreciate you. And listen, make sure you tune in tomorrow because tomorrow is She Said What, and it's the opposite of oh, He Said What. All right. So, so we're going to have our male, guest, our male host, Alan Newman Jr., and our female guest, and she's going to answer questions about the same exact thing, women's values on sex. So make sure you come back. Um, I thank you so very much for joining us this evening. I'm getting ready to wrap oh, it up sure. with Josh. But I would, look, Joe, I may even ask you to come on the show at a later point in time if you're interested in it. Oh, I would be. I would be glad to give a perspective. Um, I have a feeling Josh is 98% with me. I think a lot of men, <laughs> when you start talking to them, all mm-hmm. with you. There yeah. are still some men who believe, oh, you know what? All she has to do is cook and clean. But after you talk to them and you say, really? So all you really want is to marry somebody who knows how to be a good cook, a good a, a clean the house well. But if she is a bitch, that's okay with you? And then they say, no. And I say, ah, so you want more. More than, than that. Just that. Yeah. You need you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, So I, I'll be so. glad to come back. <laughs> okay, Joe. Well, I have I your number. Uh, Josh, go ahead and okay. tell him what it was that you said. Because I guess it depends on how well she cooks. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Josh. Now, I, now I'm getting a better perspective. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, I do have your phone number. I will text you as soon as the show is over with the information on how you can be a guest on the show, okay? Okay. Um, I'm glad that uh, you had the show tonight. So, Thank okay, you since so you're much. wrapping down, I'll wrap it. All right, I'll just hang up now. Yeah, just, and, just, uh, you don't you have to hang up. I can just, I'm just going to put you back in the queue so you can hear the rest of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, Josh, that was that was amazing. Um, so was my, final, <laughs> my, my final question to you, what do you feel when it comes to intimacy? What kind of discussion should a man and a woman have? Um, and it can be at the beginning, it can be at the middle, it can be at the end of a relationship. Regardless, what kind of, kind, of, kind of conversation do they need to have in order to better understand each other's perspective on sex? So I think that there has obviously some shared values from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you believe in monogamy and she believes in polygamy, well, or whatever, you know, there's going to be some issues. You know, you've got to have some of those shared values right from the beginning, and you have to talk through some of that. Um, honestly, before, before you ever make any kind of commitments or moves in that direction, I believe, I think it's worth having those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout, just just being real and open with how you're feeling, what your needs are, so that, you know, I, I can't meet a need for her unless she tells me that she has a need, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then sometimes it can be awkward to have a conversation with your wife about sex. Sometimes it's awkward to kind of talk about it. Even so, so maybe you know, find some comfortable ways to do it. You know, mm-hmm. to have those conversations without, you know, without being super awkward. You know, I think I think it gets better as you do that. You know. Yeah. 
Definitely. Josh, oh, my man, listen. Thank you so very much for tackling tonight's topic. Please let everybody know where can they find you online, how can they support what you have going on, and what do you have coming up next? Yeah, so uh, my website is com, and we've got a Facebook group for men only uh, called the Manlyhood Man Cave that you can join and you can uh, connect with other men and be encouraged there. And, you know, that's a pretty cool place, guys, to open up with things they're struggling with or where they will share you know, where they're at or what they're going through or even just kind of post funny cat videos. I mean, we have fun, you know. Um then I also have a podcast and a YouTube channel, which you, if you look up Manlyhood, you can find those. And we talk about self-improvement, personal development, and be better men. And um, uh, so, you know, you can find me at those, really, manlyhood.com. You can find all of it, find links to everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got a book called Reignite. It talks about how a man can uh, reignite passion and, and kind of reclaim his purpose. And it comes with a sister book called Reignite Marriage Secrets. So they're both available on Amazon or at my website as well. If you go to manlyhood.com, you'll, you'll see a link to it. So. Yes. Thank you once again for joining me tonight. I look forward to having you on the show again later on before we wrap things up to the end of the year. So please, 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 you guys, make sure that you follow Josh online. Like he said, manlyhood.com. That's where you want to go to get a lot more information on what he has and uh, check out his show. So, Josh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Bree. It's been a pleasure. Yes. So, you guys, this wraps up tonight's show on He Said What? Men's Values on Sex. I am your host, Simply Bree. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, like my guy Joe that called in, shout out to Joe, you can send your email to info at he said what network.com and we will get you all set up. Please visit the website, he said what network.com to find out more about all of our shows because we have more shows. It's just not this one. Tomorrow, you want to definitely tune in to She Said What with our host, Alan Newman Jr., and uh, he will be speaking with his guests in regards to women's values on sex. So if you want to see both sides of the spectrum, then tune in tomorrow, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please follow me on social media, uh, Simply Bree. You can just look up Simply Bree, S-I-M-P-L-E-E. Bree is B-R-E-E, and you'll find me. Um, Our network's Instagram is at He Said What Radio. So, until next time, guys, have a good evening. Good night.